الَّذِي خَلَقَ سَبْعَ سَمَاوَاتٍ طِبَاقًا He is the one who has created the seven skies طِبَاقًا In layers طِبَاقًا From طَبَاقًا طَبَقًا And طِبَاق is When you have put one thing over another One thing on top of the other It is said طَبَقْتُ النَّعْلَ نَعْل as in sandal So in order to make the sandal one layer of leather or sole is put on top of the other. So Allah has created the seven skies, how? In layers. Each one on top of the other. And just imagine how huge, how high they are. مَا تَرَى You do not see فِي خَلْقِ الرَّحْمَانِ In the creation of the Most Merciful, meaning in what Ar-Rahman has created, you do not see Min tafawut. Any tafawut. Any inconsistency. Tafawut from the root letters? Fa waw ta. Fawt is to lose something when something is gone. And tafawut is inconsistency. Farji'il basara. So return the vision. Meaning, look at the sky again. Hal tara min futur. Do you see in the sky any futur, any breaks? Futur from the root letters fa We also use this word for breaking the fast at its completion. Futur. So futur, do you see in the sky any breaks? Any deficiencies? Any gaps? No, you don't. When you look at the sky, what do you see? A perfect, beautiful sky. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the sky with perfection, with ihsan. There is beauty and strength and consistency. And what does Allah want from us in our actions, in our efforts? Similar, beauty, goodness to the best of our ability, and consistency. مَا تَرَى فِي خَلْقِ الرَّحْمَنِ مِنْ تَفَاوُتْ فَارْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ هَلْ تَرَى مِنْ فُطُورٍ If you notice the word Allah SWT used طِبَاقَ like one on top of the other. And so the same thing, if you start with a small action as your foundation and you get better and better at it, you start adding more good deeds on top of the other. It's just one good deed is the basis for the next one. And so you do more and more and make them stronger together. You build on it. ثُمَّ then اِرْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ Return the vision. Earlier, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَرْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ First He says, مَا تَرَى فِي خَلْقِ الرَّحْمَانِ مِنْ تَفَاوُدِ If you look at the sky, you will not see any inconsistency in it. He says, فَرْجِعِ الْبَصَرَ Return your vision, meaning look at the sky again. Yes, you've seen it before, but go look at it again. Do you see any gaps in it? Do you see any breaks in the sky? Any imperfection in the sky? You won't find it. You didn't find it at the first try? Then return the vision. Meaning go look again. Try again. How many times? Twice. Go look at the sky two times. Yanqalib ilayka. Yanqalib, it will return ilayka to you al-basaru, the vision. Your gaze will return to you. Khasi'an, humbled. Wahuwa hasir, while it is fatigued. Khasi'an, khasin hamza. 
We learn in the Quran, قَالَ خَسَأُوا فِيهَا Remain in it. Go back to it. So, خَاسِئًا Your vision will return to you, humbled, وَهُوَ حَسِيرٌ حَسِيرٌ حَاسِينٌ رَا حَسْرَة from the same root. And حَسْرَة is regret. So حَسِير, one who is exhausted, fatigued. Because when we are tired, when we've exhausted so much of our energy and effort in doing something, and we got no results, what do we have in our hearts? Regret that we put so much time, so much effort, and we got nothing out of it. So this is what you will get if you try even to find any faults in Allah's work, in Allah's creation. So here we see that we are told to look at the sky again and again. Why again and again? To look for faults, to look for some kind of gap or break. Why? Why twice? Because the first time you look at something, it's possible that you don't find any problems with it. But when you look at it again, for the second time, then do you see problems in it? Yes, you do. You look at a dress hanging somewhere, and it looks very beautiful. And you want to go purchase it. But then you go take another look, a close look. And then do you see faults in it? Do you see problems in it? You do. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to look at the sky over and over again to try to find any problem in the sky. You won't find it. Allah has created His creation with perfection and beauty. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا We have beautified the sky of the world, the worldly sky, meaning the sky that you see above you, that is above the earth. Allah says, we have made it beautiful. With what? بِمَصَابِيحَ With lamps. مصابيح, plural of misbah. Misbah is a lamp. So we have beautified the worldly sky with lamps. What do lamps do? Why do we need lamps? Why do we need these lights, these bulbs? Why? So that we have light in darkness. So in the night, when it is dark, these stars are like lamps. وَجَعَلْنَاهَا And we have made it, meaning the stars we have made them, as رُجُومَ الْلِشَّيَاطِينَ As رُجُوم For the devils. رُجُوم is the plural of رَجَم And رُجُوم refers to that which is thrown. So these stars are thrown at the devils. وَأَعْتَدْنَا لَهُمْ عَذَابَ السَّعِيرِ And we have prepared for them in the hereafter the punishment of the blaze, meaning of the hellfire. Here, two purposes of stars are mentioned. What are they? Firstly, وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا Actually, three purposes are mentioned over here. Firstly, beauty. That the stars beautify the night sky. I mean, if you think about it, the sky could be just plain, without any stars. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed the stars in them because more than light, what do they provide us? What do they give us? A beautiful scene. Because you live in Toronto, which is lit by lights, so you don't see the beauty of sky. That's why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَسَابِيَةِ You don't feel it. Because you don't see it. But if you go to some place where there is no light on the earth, 
for example to some mountains or some far off place and then you see the sky and read this ayah you will definitely feel it وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّ السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَسَابِحَ And second thing is وَجَعَلْنَاهَا رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ One thing, two benefits. A third one is mentioned somewhere else. مصابيح. So there are lamps and then وَجَعَلْنَاهَا رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ And we have also made them as what is thrown at the devils. Why are stars thrown at devils? Those devils who try to go and listen to the conversations of the angels, then they are chased away when stars are thrown at them. And Allah says, وَأَعْتَدْنَا لَهُمْ عَذَابَ السَّعِيرِ For them is a painful punishment in the hereafter also. If you look at it, stars, for some, they are a source of beauty. وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّا They are a source of beauty for some. And the same thing, is a source of punishment for who? For another, for the shayateen. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions that the stars are for the purpose of, for the purpose of? Direction. وَبِالنَّجْمِ هُمْ يَهْتَدُونَ That through the stars in the sky, we make sense of where we are, what direction we're facing, and what direction we have to go in. These are the three purposes of the stars. Direction, Beauty and protection. Protection against the devils. And there is no other purpose except for these three. We learn that Qatada, he said about this ayah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created stars for these three reasons. He has made them a beauty for the sky, that which is thrown at the devils, and signs by which people make sense of direction. So whoever interprets this with anything else, meaning he thinks that the stars are for some other reason, then he has made a mistake. So if a person thinks that because of a star there was rain, or because of their star, they have certain qualities, or they have certain characteristics, or they are prone to certain things, then this is a serious mistake. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنِ اقْتَبَسَ عِلْمًا مِّنَ النُّجُومِ that whoever has taken knowledge of the stars, meaning he believes in the stars in the sense that they have the power to give good or prevent from harm, then this is learning magic. This is similar to magic. That just as learning magic is prohibited, learning these kind of things about the stars is also something that is prohibited. You see nowadays people believe in horoscopes. Who is interested in horoscopes amongst you? Do you follow? Some people, they have keen interest in these kind of things. And they take day-to-day guidance from stars. Where is my star and which direction is it? And whether it is a good day for me or not? Whether I should travel or not? Or different things. This is all shirk. Because stars cannot guide us. They don't know their own direction. What is their end? Where are they going to be end? So we should not take stars for anything else other than these three things mentioned in the Quran. 
وَلِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمْ And for those who disbelieved in their Lord is the punishment of hell. In the previous ayah, shayateen are mentioned. Shayateen, what do they do? They try to misguide Allah's servants. So those who follow the shayateen and they deny their Lord, then for them is the punishment of hell. وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ And wretched is the destination. For it shall humiliate those who enter it. إِذَا أُلْقُوا فِيهَا When they are thrown into it, meaning when they will be thrown into hellfire, سَمِعُوا لَهَا شَهِيقًا They will hear from it, meaning from hellfire, شَهِيق شَهِيق is the sound of inhaling. Inhaling. Breathing in. They will hear hellfire breathing in. When? when they will be thrown into hellfire. So as they're entering hellfire, they will hear the sound of a dreadful inhaling, as if they're being sucked into hellfire, inhaled into hellfire. وَهِيَ تَفُورُ While it boils up. تَفُورُ فَوَوْرَى Meaning, hellfire will be producing loud, frightening noises. Abdullah bin Umar said, in hell will be sounds of screaming, howling, and wailing. And their sounds will resemble that of donkeys. The beginning of which is a shahiq, a dreadful inhaling, and the ending of which is zafir, a dreadful exhaling. إِذَا أُلْقُوا فِيهَا سَمِعُوا لَهَا شَهِيقًا وَهِيَ تَفُورٌ If someone is snoring beside you, can you sleep? And what is snoring? Breathing, breathing, a sound of breathing. Inhaling and exhaling. Inhaling and exhaling. Hmm? So how much disturbance you feel when someone is snoring and has sound in his breathing, just imagine that we cannot take or bear. I was reading somewhere that in couples, they divorce because of snoring. This is a big problem for some people. They cannot take it. They cannot bear that we cannot live with somebody who snores. Or at least it's the source of their disturbance in their life. The hate among the couples. So if we cannot tolerate snoring, how can one tolerate that noise of Jahannam, which is added up to the burning? When someone is snoring, you can wake him up like your husband. You can wake him up and excuse me, I am trying to sleep too. But in Jahannam, you won't be able to do that. Like if someone is screaming and someone's shouting or you can hear these terrible sounds. You see, flame is noisy. We're very used to electric stoves. But when it comes to gas stoves, right? gas ovens, when you turn them on, and the bigger it is, the more noisy it is. And especially an oven that uses wood or something, an outdoor oven, that is even louder. You can hear the sound of burning. You can hear the fuel. You can hear the smoke and the wood cracking. It's noisy. Fire is noisy. And hellfire is not like the fire of this world. It's not. It's loud, it's frightening, and there's the sound of the fire itself, and then the sound of those in it. 
وللذين كفروا بربهم عذاب جهنم وبئس المصير what a terrible destination it is اذا القوا فيها from the moment that they're thrown into it the noise begins and we see that noise can be very disturbing it can cause people to throw up it can cause people to feel sick اذا القوا فيها سمعوا لها شهيقا وهي تفور and hellfire itself will be as if boiling up تكاد تميز من الغيظ تميز it would almost burst من الغيظ with rage that it's not just burning fiercely it's burning furiously angry with rage angry at who angry at those in it so if it is angry at those who are coming who are being admitted into it what do you think it will do with them you know for example if there is an animal that is roaring and it's about to catch its prey and before it attacks it makes a sound a frightening sound very loud sound what do you think that animal is going to do to its prey how is it going to rip it apart takadu tamayyazu min alghayl if it is bursting with anger what do you expect will follow kullama ulqiya fiha fawjun every time a group a party a company is thrown into it sa'alahum khazanatuha its keepers will ask them khazana plural of khazin meaning the angels who are appointed as guards over hell they will ask each company that will be admitted into hellfire that alam ya'tikum nadhir didn't any warner come to you didn't there come to you somebody to warn you the fact that you're being admitted into the hellfire is astonishing were you never informed what happened what went wrong alam ya'tikum nadhir is this really a place to enter is this really a place to end up in didn't you have enough time didn't somebody warn you didn't anyone tell you alam ya'tikum nadhir how did you end up here qalu they will say bala yes meaning of course a warner did come to us qad ja'ana nadhir A warner did come to us. We were warned about this hellfire. فَكَذَّبْنَا But we denied. Meaning we denied that warner. We denied whatever he told us. وَقُلْنَا And we said, مَا نَزَّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Allah has not sent down anything. So we see over here their تَكْذِيب خَاص and تَكْذِيب عَام. تَكْذِيب خَاص How they denied what was sent to them. The warning that was given to them. And then they denied everything that Allah ever revealed. They said, مَا نَزَّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Allah has not revealed anything. إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ كَبِيرٍ And they said, إِنْ أَنْتُمْ You are not إِلَّا except فِي ضَلَالٍ كَبِيرٍ In great error. They called the rightly guided messengers misguided. The prophets who warned them, the people who warned them, They call them misguided. And not just misguided, but in great misguidance. That you are wrong. And how often is it that truth is presented as falsehood? It is portrayed as falsehood. Or it is called falsehood. People laugh at faith, at religion, at the concept of belief in God. The concept of afterlife, the belief in the afterlife. They mock at it. 
that how could you believe you are living in this day and age when we have progressed so much in science and you still believe there's an afterlife? You still believe there's a hereafter? إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ كَبِيرٍ وَقَالُوا And they will say at that time, in hellfire, لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُوا If only we had heard, أَوْ نَعْقِلُوا Or we had understood, we had used our reasoning. مَا كُنَّا فِي أَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ We would not be among the companions of the burning blaze. Had we used our summer and had we used our aql, we would not be in hellfire. Which means that the people who will end up in hellfire are those who do not use their summer or their aql. Does that mean that they're deaf? They cannot hear? No, they can hear, but they don't use it to hear, to listen to the truth. And once they listen to it, they don't try to understand it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us with the means, with the paths that lead us to guidance, that lead us to the truth. And of them is our hearing. And if we don't use our hearing to even listen to the Qur'an, then we are depriving ourselves. Assalamualaikum. Sometimes I was thinking that, you know, when we get a lot of knowledge of something, for say for example science, then people use their intellect and reasoning to actually go against the akhirah. But here we see that in the fire they're going to say, had we used our intellect properly, then we wouldn't have ended up here. So the real reasoning or the real aql, the correct use of aql, of reason, is use it to recognize and understand the truth. And if a person is not using his aql to understand the truth, then it's as if he has not used his aql. It's as if he did not benefit from this faculty that Allah gave him. لَوْ كُنَّا لَوْ كُنَّا This is showing regret. If only. فَاعْتَرَفُوا بِذَنْبِهِمْ so they will admit their sins. At that time they will admit their sins. فَسُحْقًا لِأَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ فَسُحْقًا سُحْق Alienation or be away with, get away. لِأَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ For the companions of the blaze. سُحْق سُحْق is بُرْد That when you say get away from here, don't come near. Meaning they'll be far removed from Allah's mercy and forgiveness. And for them will be eternal loss. فَسُحْقًا لِأَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ They will admit their sins. But admitting them at that time is not going to benefit them. Okay. We will listen to the recitation of these verses. بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْغَفُورُ الذي خلق سبع سماوات طباقا ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فارجع البصر هل ترى من فطور 